name is Doug, and I, I'm an elder here at Living Hope Church. In case you don't know me or have never seen me before or saying, who in the world is this guy? <laughs> That's who I am. <laughs> uh, every now and then, we get to speak the word of God to God's people when the pastors are either away or we're doing, sometimes we do longer series in order to give them a break. They let us know which parts that we're going to be able to bring, and they give us some pointers and things like that. So today... Um, I'll be bringing the word for Thanksgiving, and the pastors are on their 34th wedding anniversary getaway. <laughs> yeah. So they sent a few uh, pictures and different things, and they look like they're really enjoying themselves and just being able to relax and spend time with each other. Pastor Mona is speaking this morning at another church, so we prayed this morning that God would move there also, as we know that he's going to move here this morning. So let's uh, bow our heads this morning and we'll pray before we start and then we'll get right into the message. Father, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you for who you are. God, we thank you for your faithfulness and for your goodness and Lord, your mercy and your grace that you have towards us. Lord, we just ask today, God, that you take your word and put it deep into our hearts. Lord, there's places that we always try to hide from you. There's places that we don't want to talk about. There's places that we don't want to give up. But yet, Lord, your word says that you see it all. You see all things. Your word says there's nothing that's hidden from your eye. So, God, I'm asking, Lord, this morning that you would go to those places. Holy Spirit, that you would make our hearts vulnerable. Open up our hearts to be able to receive your word, to be able to understand what you're saying to us today. And, Lord... I pray, Lord, this morning that, God, I'm just a servant here, Lord. I pray that people won't see me. They won't see uh, the, the way that I speak or the mistakes and different things like that. God, that all of that will be pushed away. And, Lord, that they'll see you. So, Father, we thank you again for your word. And, Lord, we just pray against any of the enemy's tactics this morning. God, when we walked in this house this morning, it was already beginning to agitate people and do different things, God, to get our minds off of what you want to say to us today. So, Father, we stand against him in the name of Jesus. Lord, we come against every plan of the enemy, every lie that's trying to be whispered into people's ears, Lord, that they don't need to hear this, that they don't need this, that they don't need you. God, all these things that the enemy will try to speak into our lives. But yet, Lord, we know that we need you. Because, God, we can't do anything without you. So, Lord, I thank you for what you're going to do this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody said it this morning, we have a lot to be thankful for, don't we, as God's people? We have so much to be thankful for. And when I look around this small church today, you know, there's so many people's lives because we're always, like, we're intimate with each other and we're always talking and, you know, asking what God's doing. And I just look across the crowd and I can pick out so many different people that there's just miracle after miracle after miracle sitting right before us today. And sometimes we don't even recognize it. Sometimes we have to just stop and look around and ponder what God has done, his goodness and his faithfulness and his mercy. You know, because in this room today, there's people that were completely addicted to drugs and they're set free today. Amen. There's alcoholics that have been set free forever and ever. There's people that were lonely that are not lonely anymore. There's people that had no family. that God gave them a new family. So there's so many things that I could go on and on and on. That God is so good. And we can say that today, that God is so good. And today, you know, I'm look, 
I'm grateful for a lot of things also. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for God's blessing over my family. I'm grateful for uh, my wife who stands beside me even though I don't get things right all the time. Could you imagine that? <laughs> Do you believe that? Yeah, I don't get things right all the time. I'm thankful for this house. I'm thankful for my brothers and sisters. I'm thankful for awesome pastors that seek God's heart. And I'm thankful for the presence of God in this place. Because without the presence of God, we'd be just showing up and we'd be left to our own, just, just us. You know, there'd be no blessing and there'd be, there, there'd be nothing for us to look for hope for if God wasn't here. And as I was pondering this Sunday's message and just thinking about what am I thankful for, what, what I couldn't help but put in the forefront is this, God's word. Out of everything that I'm thankful for, when I look back through the corridors of my past, everything that has happened, everything that I've been through, I have to thank God for this. And the message today is called just that, Lord, thank you for your word. John 1, 1 says this, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And if you switch over to Mark 13, chapter 31, Jesus said this himself. He said, Heaven and earth is going to pass away. So what we see here is going to pass away one day. The heavens are going to pass away. But Jesus said, My words will not pass away. And every time, folks, every time we open this book, there's always a supernatural encounter with a Savior waiting to happen. When we come to His Word, whether we come for guidance, whether we're coming for protection, whether, it's, whether we're fearful, whether we're lonely, or maybe we're just confused, or maybe sometimes we're just scared. We all come to this Word for a different reason. We all come, I know I come here for a lot of many different reasons in my own life. And the Word of God, David said in Psalms 19, it said, it was a lamp to his feet, and it was a light to his path. And when we compare God's word to being a light on a path, that pathway is life. It's the pathway of life. And when you read through Psalms 119, you find that by abiding by God's word in every instant, it creates this confidence that you're not alone. When I go to this word, doesn't matter what I'm going through, God has something for me here. God has a word for me here. He has a word of comfort. He has a word of encouragement. He has, a, he has something that's going to dispel the lies in my life. And it's always pointing us to an intimate relationship with Jesus. God's word, you see, if we let it operate like a lamp in our lives, it brings wisdom into the mind of the believer. And if God's word is a lamp helping us to navigate the pathway of life, then we know this, that God's word is intended to help us live victorious lives over everything that's trying to destroy the testimony of God in your life. You can't just be walking thinking, oh, I'm just going to walk this life very simply. No, there's something that's trying to destroy the testimony of God in you today. And sometimes it's really hard because, you see, God doesn't fully reveal the future with the light that he gives us. That's the hard part. You know, he gives us like just, just the right amount of light for our path in order to keep us close to him and just enough for us to be successful in life. You know, sometimes you want to see the whole path. You want to see everything before us. And then we say, okay, yeah, God, sure, I can see all the way down the road. I'll step into that. But no, God gives us just that little bit of light to say, 
do you trust me? Will you believe my promises? Will you allow me to work these things in you? I remember when the boys were young, and uh, we used to go fishing down at the river. We used to go really early in the morning. So I used to bring a flashlight. But I noticed with the boys when they were very young, if I shone that flashlight a little bit too far down the path, they were like two little beagles. They would take off. And it would be very hard to catch them. I mean, they'd be gone. So I learned through that, I'm going to shine the light by my feet. And it only gave a certain amount of light around me. And it kept them close to me. And it kept them from stumbling. And it kept them from falling. Because there was all kinds of going through the snow and the branches and the different things, right? In the springtime. And you know, it's not always easy to swallow the truths that are in here. we got to be honest. It's not always easy to, to swallow those truths because of our stubborn, rebellious hearts. They want to kick back, don't they? And they want to try to sustain itself. Ugh, this has tried to sustain itself so much. And every time God would speak to me, I'd be like, no, I can do this myself. No, you can't. <laughs> the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3.16 that all Scripture is inspired by God. Not some of it. All of it. And it's useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and it teaches us to do what is right. And God says in, in verse 17, it says, God uses it to prepare and to equip his people to do every good work. Now, I was going through my Bible the other day when I was working on this message and I came across some notes. Now, remember, all scripture is inspired by God to show us what is wrong and to help us to do what is right. So I'm going through my Bible, and I came across these notes that Pastor Mona gave me when I first met her. Remember, sweetie, when we first met her? <laughs> I, I thought my life was going well. I thought I was a Christian of all Christians. So I asked her one day, what's wrong with me then? Well, folks, she told me. She told me, she told me, she told me about my anger and my bitterness. She told me about my control issues. She told me about my rebellion. She told me about my moral failures, my evil for me, evil, all of my guilt, my shame, my conflict, my financial loss, my loss of spiritual interest. She told me everything. Don't ever ask her what's wrong with your life. <laughs> but she told me, she told me what was wrong. And you know where I keep this? In my Bible, I normally keep this. It's funny. I said, you know, Lord, we're going to keep this. I keep this right next to Genesis 50. You know why? Because the Bible says, devil, you intended harm for me, but God intended it for the good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Glory be to God, because God's word sets us free. God's word sets us free. She told the truth through the word. Not what she thought. She went to the word. She, th she told me this. What a mess. Right? <laughs> it's true. What a mess. Man, oh man. God's faithfulness to a stubborn, rebellious, controlling, selfish, angry man. Set free not by myself, but by the sovereign power of God's word and the grace and mercy of a loving, compassionate God. Set free. Now, the Bible still says, 
Every day he's moving us from image to image and glory to glory. There's no way that I'm perfect, that's for sure. But every day through this word, God is moving us forward. Proverbs 30 verse 5 says this. Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to all who comes to him for protection. Every word, folks, not some of it, every word is true. It's proven true that God has spoken. And folks, between the pages of this book, there lies an authority that is sovereign. Between the pages of this book, there's a creator of life. Between the pages of this book, there's the promises of God to his children that says in the Bible, 2 Corinthians 1.20 says this, For no matter how many promises God has made, and he's made a lot of them, no matter how many promises God has made to you and I, he says, they're all yes in Christ. And it says, and through him, the amen is spoken to us to the glory of God. Now, you know what that simply means? Let it be so. Amen means that. Let it be so, or so be it, Lord. In other words, Lord, when I go to the word of God and I read scriptures like John 8, 36, that says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed, it really doesn't matter what the devil says, does it? It doesn't really matter what my circumstances say, and it doesn't really matter the situations, what they're trying to speak into my life. If I choose to believe your word, Lord, and I walk in it, your word is going to dictate the truth to my circumstances, and it's going to set my perspective right. Isn't that? I love that. And I'm going to give you an example after. God will set your perspective right when you come here. Because a lot of times we see situations and things that come into our lives, we we don't understand them, we don't know why they're there, and we want to take it as our, our reality, we want to take it as our own truth of what we're going through, and we only see through a set of glasses that way. When God says, oh no, come here, let me show you what you're going through, let me speak truth to that situation, and then if you believe it, watch what I'm going to do, and let me work that through in your life. You see, folks, in the pages of God's word, there's deliverance for the bound. There's freedom from fear. There's freedom from addictions, and there's freedom from anxiety. There's freedom from loneliness with a God who says he'll always be by your side. I just experienced going to the center and speaking to somebody. One day I was outside with my dog, and I asked God, I don't know what to speak to somebody up there. I have no idea what you want me to speak to. What do you want me to say, Lord? I'm outside with my dog, and God said, you're going to speak about loneliness. I went up to the center. I began to speak just about loneliness, and the man broke down in tears and cried. And he said, I don't know how you got that word. I don't know where it came from, but it's exactly where I am today. It's exactly what I need to hear because God sees you, and God knows where you are. God knows where you're at, and that's why God's inviting you. Come and let me tell you what I say about your situation and about your life and where I want to bring you. When we go to the word of God and read scriptures like Hebrews 13, 5, God says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. My goodness, I can walk with confidence. I can can have this confidence that my God walks me through my trials and my hard days, never to abandon me or to give up on me. What's it like having somebody like that by your side? They're never going to give up on you. They're never going to leave you. If I'm going to work, He's coming to work. If I'm going to the grocery store, he's coming to the grocery store. You know, 
God promised when we give our life to Jesus, he promised he's going to put a spirit in you, his spirit in you. He's not a liar. And today I have the deposited Holy Spirit in my life. It's in me. And wherever I am, he is there also. And that's what he wants to make sure that you understand today. He sees you where you're at and he's with you. And you know, when I look at that word and I go through my word and I, I look at all the places that are underlined and scribbled and notes written beside, there's so many places between the books of this scripture. All kinds of places where I can meet up with God and have this awesome relationship where I can ask questions. And he answers. He always answers. He always answers. Places to meet up with Jesus and have him give me his perspective on things. Because a lot of time, I need his perspective on things. Even though life is going super well. I don't care if I get six cars in the air, my house is beautiful, I got all the money in the world. That can disappear in a moment. If that disappeared in a moment, and it has happened to me that things have disappeared in a moment, I had better know this word. I had better be able to bank on these promises. Because if I don't have any of that in me, you're going to really feel lost. You need this word in your heart because you're going to know that, okay, whatever comes into my life, whatever comes into my children's life, whatever happens, God, you've got me and you're walking right beside me. Every aspect of my life can be influenced and brought to peace through this word. Every aspect. Because God left nothing out. He left nothing out. There's not one situation that's not covered by scripture. Not one situation that you can go through that's not covered in that book. And when I didn't know what to do in circumstances, and, you know, I look back over the, the years, we've had a good few. <laughs> we've had a good few of circumstances that came into our lives. You know, I remember one time I had given my life to the Lord, and all of a sudden I was put to the test. Something came into our lives, and there was only a choice to be made. I had money for to pay my tithes to the church, or I had money for groceries. I didn't have both. I had one. And it was like it was right before me. And I had to choose. What are you going to do? Are you going to take God at his word, knowing that God's going to provide for you? Or are you going to go your own way and do your own thing? And, I had to, and it was a hard choice. Because it's not easy with a family. It's not easy with kids and say, okay, God, what do I do here? But God brought a promise back into my mind. And a scripture that said, Doug, you bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. That there will be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. And see if I won't throw open the floodgates of heaven. And pour out so much blessing that you won't be able to have room for it. And that same day, three people showed up to my house. Three people. None of them knew what I was going through. Only a simple prayer to God. And at the end of the day, I remember standing in my kitchen and looking at my wife and saying, I don't know where to put these, the rest of these groceries. There's no place for it. Everything's full. The cupboards are full. The fridge is full. And, there's, and the God brought me right back to the scripture. I told you, if you trust me, I'll open up the floodgates of heaven. And you won't have a place to contain what I'm going to give to you. It's funny, there's another time something came into our lives. And it was a rough time. And I had, we had to go to scripture again. We had to ask God for help again. We said, God, we don't know what to do here. Little did I know, three days before, 
that God was working on my uncle and my aunt who were not Christians, who were not believers in God. Three nights he had them up. Three nights he had them up. Every time they lay down in bed, they only could see my face. Every time they lay their head on the pillow, they thought, we have to buy this man groceries. They don't even know what I'm going through. Three nights, no sleep. That day, they called me up and they said, Doug, let me, listen to me. We bought you a whole pile of grocery coupons. And we would really like you to accept them. <laughs> because we want some rest. <laughs> That's exactly their words. We want some rest. And sometimes we don't know why things come into our lives. You know, I don't know why that happened to me. You know, and then sometimes we want to complain. We want to say, well, God, why is this in my life? Why is this happening? But God said, I'm going to prove something to you. And I'm going to show something to the unbeliever that I'm God and that we can depend on this word. So I got to tell my story to my uncle and to my aunt. And I got the provision you know, but three days before I even prayed, God would already had something in the plans. And I, I called them the next day. I said, how did you sleep tonight? And they said, like a baby. <laughs> That's exactly their words. Like a baby, we slept. Isn't God great? And each time I decided to walk in... Sorry. Let me say this here first. Every time that I was led... To the word of God, I had a choice. To believe and obey and watch God move or walk away and stay the same. Those were my two choices. Believe God at his word and watch him move or not believe and stay exactly the same. And folks, I've been on both sides of that coin. Let me tell you, every time I decided to put my trust in God's word and follow his lead, he always took care of us, always. I can stand here... Folks, I'm telling you, I could write a book. Literally, I could write a book on the provision and the goodness of God. And every time I put my trust there and followed his lead, he always took care of us, and he always delivered us, and he always gave us a testimony to the glory of God. Always. Because every word of God proves true. And each time I decided on the other side of that coin, there were times I said, no, I'm going my own way. I'll do my own thing. And there were times that I doubted. And every time that I did, the only thing I experienced was fear, sorrow, anxiety. I lost my peace. I started listening again to the voices that, that were around me saying, you're not going to make it. You're going to always be bound. You're going to be constantly be harassed by these voices. That's the only thing that I had when I, when I didn't believe and when I didn't put my trust in the Lord. I always had these thoughts of failure and guilt and shame, and I was always feeling overwhelmed. And finding myself, really, when you get to that point, you find yourself drifting away. You find yourself drifting from what God has asked. And unfortunately, you know, that's the lot. That's the lot that's set for those who refuse to accept and acknowledge God and his word as absolute truth. There's only one absolute truth. And when we refuse to believe that that's what it is, folks, I'm going to tell you, you're going to be left completely open to the harassment of hell because that's what seeks to destroy your life. The other night, we were picking up my son at McDonald's. We were, had a lot to do that day, a lot to do, and he had asked for a drive, and we were a few minutes late because we did have a lot to do. 
And when he got in the Jeep, he began to speak some things about my lateness. <laughs> and then he began to speak some more things about my lateness. And folks, I got to tell you, it made my blood boil. And it's so funny in the little things how the enemy will come in and say, <laughs> I'm going to get you today. You don't realize it. And in that boiling of the blood, I put the brakes on and I turned around. And I went up one side of them and I went down the other side of them. And when it was all over, my son was completely shut down. Completely shut down. And because I didn't go straight to this word, you know what happened? Pride took over. And pride began to say, well, <laughs> he needed to hear it. He's going to know not to disrespect us in my vehicle. And all of the things start coming, right? That you can excuse it. And I went to bed that night angry, and he went to bed angry. And when I went to bed, I just laid there. And you know what it felt like? It felt like all of hell was just dancing around me saying, Yes, 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 yes. That's what it felt like. In my mind, that's what I saw. But you know why I'm thankful for this word? Because Hebrews 4.12 says this. For the word of God is alive and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and it exposes the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. Now that night while I slept, I fell asleep and I had a dream. And in my dream, it was like Jesus came and said, Hey, Doug, you want to go for a little walk? That was my dream. You want to go for a little walk? I said, Sure, Lord. So it was like this beautiful little path, and there was these large trees on both sides, of the path. And as we walked down that path, I was like, hey, Jesus, you see these big trees? They got like scriptures marked on them. They're all engraved really beautiful on these huge trees, and they're all carved out really nice. So I stopped that one, and I, and I, and I started to read. I was like, hey, Lord, this one says James 1.20, for man's anger does not bring about the righteous life of God that God desires. <laughs> and I went to the next tree, and it said, Proverbs 15.1, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Pretty soon I was not saying, hey, Lord, look what this one says. Because <laughs> the next one was like Ephesians 6.4, fathers, don't provoke your children to anger. Bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. And finally, at the end of the path, there was just like this different tree. And it, it read Psalms 86.15, and it said, oh, Lord. You are, oh, it says, but you, O oh Lord, are a God, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. And I tell you, I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I couldn't get back to sleep because my heart hurt. My heart hurt. And it was heavy because I understood what God was telling me. I understood what God was telling me. Even while I was sleeping, the word of God was active and alive. My goodness. And it was setting me back on a path of righteousness while I was sleeping, unconscious. The word of God was working and bringing me back to the path. I couldn't wait till my son woke up and he got up. 
Well, actually, my wife got up first and said, you're going to talk to your son, right? I said, oh, yes. <laughs> Thank God for why. Say, you're going to do this. Yes, I'm going, to talk to, I'm going to talk to my son. I am. So I went into his room when he woke up, and I admitted my wrong. First, I, I, I confessed my sin to God. And I admitted the wrong that I've done. And then I went and see my son. And I got to give him a big hug. And he said, Dad, I forgive you. So I was forgiven twice, forgiven by the Lord and forgiven by my son. And you know what's nice? The word of God, one more time, made a spectacle of my enemies that tried to separate that relationship between me and my son. He made a spectacle of them. Hallelujah. And if I can give you any encouragement today, it would be this. Know what the word of God says. Know what this book says. Because, folks, it's your defense and it's your offensive weapon. When the enemy comes in and he tries to tell you that you're weak, you can say, oh, but Isaiah 40, 31 says, in him I'm strong. So God's not a liar, devil, so I think I'll stick with this. When he says just that you're a failure, you'll be able to push him away with the truth that says, not according to Romans 8, he says, I'm more than a conqueror. When the enemy comes in and tells you, you're rejected. You can fight back with the truth that says, no, I don't think so, not according to Ephesians 1. Jesus says, I am accepted. When the enemy suggests, you're not important, you'll be able to push back his lies and, and, and tell him some truth that according to Deuteronomy 7, God says, I'm his treasured possession. When the enemy tells you, <clears throat> you're all alone. Uh, not according to Joshua. According to Joshua, I'm never alone. When the enemy tells you, sometimes you'll come back with, it, with, with, with things over and over. I right? try to put little things. Did I tell you that you rejected? Uh, yeah, three lies back, devil. You told me I was rejected. <laughs> I gave you a scripture then, and I'll give you another one. John 3, 1 says, God loves me so much that he adopted me as his child. When the enemy tries to discourage you by telling you, you're worthless and you're unworthy. You can fight back and say, oh my goodness. John 3.16 says, Jesus declares me worthy. John 3.16 says, for God so loved me that he sent his son. That's why it's important that we know what's in here. When Jesus was tempted by the devil, he did the exact same thing. He used his own word to push the devil away and to, to, and to come over to get out of that temptation. So that's why I'm so thankful for this word. How the word of God never fails. Never fails. Between its pages lies every promise we need to conquer the darkest of times, the weakest of days. It stopped armies. It produced victories where victory looked impossible. It raised the dead. It caused the blind to see, the lame to walk. It comforted the brokenhearted. It made spiritually dead men come back to life again. It's taken people who have trusted it before kings and kingdoms. It's shut the mouth of lions, provided for the hungry, and it's conquered sin and death. And folks, it offers you and I new beginnings today. Isn't that great? It offers us a new beginning. No matter where we are, where we're at, what we've done, you can have a new beginning in Jesus. I thank God that every word of God proves true and that he's the shield for all of us that come to him for protection. Psalms 91.4 says this, and I'm going to end with this. It says, He will cover you with his feathers. 
He will shelter you with his wings. The other day I was watching a show on TV and when I read that scripture, I was running, watching a little documentary and I forget where it is, but there's these farmer's fields and they're flat and there's this bird that when it has its young, it lays it in the open fields. And the farmers, they have to cultivate their fields and they have these huge machineries. And the bird will go over to its young and it'll dig a little hole and it will cover them with the feathers and he will, the bird won't move. The bird will say to that tractor, suck me up, but you're not getting my kids. And it's, it's just a picture of how God covers us. He'll shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and your protection. And every time I read that verse, it's like it takes me back through the corridors of time, like I said at the beginning, to the corridors of my past. And I can't help but remember the goodness and the mercy of a God that loves me. And you have the same God. Every word, folks, of God proves true. Every word. His word is a firm foundation. And that's where he set our feet. And if we choose to walk with Jesus through his word, all of the promises are yours. All of them are yours. And all of them are mine. When I need, something happens in my life. Like I said, I'm going here. Most of the time my wife will tell me first. <laughs> <laughs> but she reminds me that's what I love about my wife she reminds me of God's word Doug go get a word Doug God has something about that there and I'm able to go and find it and if you choose to walk with Jesus through his word all the promises are yours every single one of them and you're going to have a testimony that will be one of praise to God that will say something like this. Though things might have looked dim at times, you'll be able to say like David in Psalms 34, 19, the righteous person may have troubles, but the Lord delivers them from them all. Hallelujah. Thank God today for his word. Thank God for his word because this is your freedom. This is your freedom against everything that will come against you. When the devil says, your kids are not going to make it, uh, there's a promise in here for that. When something's going wrong with your relationship and your marriage, there's some scripture in there for that. When I'm scared, there's scripture in there for that. When I'm overwhelmed, there's scripture. When I'm intimidated, there's scripture. When I don't know what's coming, there's scripture. And we can take that at its word. Because God said, I I'm no liar. Because if God's a liar, don't come next week. There's no sense to be here. But God's not a liar. Because like I said, I look at this congregation and I see what God is doing. I look outside in the community, I see what God is doing. And if you want to be part of that, you want to be part of these promises, all you have to do is say, God, I want you in my life. I want to accept you as my Lord and Savior. I need you. Show me the path. Put that light on my feet. Show me the path so I can walk in it. And he will. Like I said, until we walk the streets of gold, I'm going to praise God and speak about how he changed my life and how he saved my soul. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your goodness. God, how do we not rejoice? How do we not thank you for what you've done in our lives? God, you've blessed us so much. God, I pray this word, Lord, that you would take it and put it into people's hearts. And God, that they will come to you in every and any situation. God, there's nothing too small for you. You care about us so much. 
And God, you want to see us succeed. You want to see us go forward, Lord, and to learn who you are and to understand that we don't walk alone in this life as long as we have Jesus. So, Father, we thank you. God, go with us today. Protect your people. I pray, Lord, that while they're with their families and, God, whatever they're doing today for this Thanksgiving Day, Lord, that they'll always remember your word. And, God, that they'll thank you for it. So we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen.